So here we are at Minsmere uh, Bird Reserve. Live. Live. Well, almost live. We're, <laughs> we're well, standing outside. It's um. It's June. It's June. It's wet. <laughs> it's freezing. It, it, I've got hypothermia. <laughs> I, I can no longer feel my toes. Must be time for another episode. <laughs> interview you walking along now okay do that what do you want to know well why did why did you organize this because it's so randomly niche isn't it mid-faith crisis and bird watching i mean it is getting progressively more nerdy as we go along but it's it's also just so great i mm. mean how fantastic look there's avocets flying yes, past yes. as we speak yes. um what's not to love about being here in this fantastic place and even though the weather has been to be fair fairly grotty not quite as bad as they said it was going to be it's been on the whole dry bit of rain and mm. um, but we've still seen so many birds we've just been looking at spoonbills and marsh harriers and oh and we had nightingale this morning saw a quick flash of it it's just, it's just awesome that's so, why it's great well i found interesting it's been quite a spiritual experience and we tried to um help people by producing what we call bird sheet <laughs> yes. which we found funny well, bird, the bird sheet is a sheet of a sort of contemplative or mindful or you spiritual. know prayerful i suppose spiritual yeah, exercises are. experiments in prayer yeah, yeah and uh, we gave that to people and people have um you know done that as we've gone along and we've looked for significance it, I, th- I think it's been brilliant yeah so yeah. we'll um we'll We'll make that available, uh, the bird sheet on the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will put bird sheet on our website. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we should get inside now. Yeah, we should. So we're coming to you live from the hide at Minsmere. Yes. The North Hyde, mm. just looking at the spoonbills. Uh, Egret, little egret, bar-headed, bar-headed geese. Bar-headed, yes, yeah. unusual. Uh, marsh harriers flying over, attacking. Just took off a chick, but it dropped it. It's very yeah. sad. Yeah, no. Nature red in tooth and claw. Exactly. Uh, black-headed gulls, which strangely have brown heads. And, and Mediterranean gulls that have black heads. Yeah. So basically, um, ornithologists don't know how to name things. It's what we've learned. Yeah, and, and then just seeing the beauty in ordinary things you know some of the little birds we've seen yeah. just stunningly beautiful and the irises and the yeah. colours of the flowers those early purple orchids yeah. yes they were just amazing anyway there's people coming up we don't know yeah. in the height so we should be quiet we'll pick up we'll pick up this either elsewhere on the reserve or back in the um, back in the safety in the warmth. studio <laughs> as we call it <laughs> okay great no. So that was us. Uh, that was us in Minsmere. Yeah, what a good. place! It was yeah. lovely, wasn't it? The land of the Dartford warbler, the bittern, the marsh harrier, the nightingale. Ugh. The, the, the otter. List. The otters. We saw otters. Oh, it was too great. The it was just fantastic. Rather lovely um, uh, cheese scones. Oh yeah, they were good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> excellent. Uh, this is episode 72 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name's Nick Page. I'm joined by Joe Davis. Hello. How are you doing? Really good. 
But hey, mm. what a weekend we had. And we're, we're back in the uh, studio, as we call it now. Yes, as we like to call it, or our rooms. Our homes. <laughs> well, you might just have a room. I've got a home. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. No, I'm not allowed just, out much. Just because you you're, st- you're still living at the hostel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, that so, was a nice um, that was a nice weekend. Oh, it's incredible! And I want to say start this with just a massive thanks to everyone who came away with us. So someone wrote to me and said, uh, "We we feel we came as strangers and left as friends." I feel it went the other way round myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was lovely. It was lovely. What a wonderful bunch of people they mm. were, encouraging mm. and lovely. And um, it still hasn't really helped me work out what the demographic of our podcast is. No, it was very varied. It's quite it? a wide age range. I couldn't hazard mm. a guess as to the age range, but I know the oldest people said their children put them onto the podcast. I wonder who our youngest listeners are. I don't know. I wonder, it would be interesting to find out our youngest and oldest listeners. I mean, if you are exceptionally, stupidly young. Yes. Or uh, wonderfully, maturely old, let us yes. know. Yeah, right. yeah, it's true. Please write in to Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. And someone said something really encouraging on the weekend. They said when they first listened to the podcast, they really wanted to skip through the emails and get mm. to the content as such. But they said the longer <laughs> they've gone on and, and therefore, of course, realised how poor the content is. <laughs> I, I hadn't realised this was a backhanded compliment, but they said they yes, really yes. like the fact that it's part of a community. Hmm. And I think I just want to say thank you to all of you who who write in. It actually does mean a lot to us, and I think it means a lot to other people as well. So please hmm. keep sending your emails in. And if your name's Phil, I still want to hear your emails. Uh, we don't care. And it, some people write in once, twice, three, or dare I say it, more than three times. And some people only send the one. But you can you can write in as much as you yeah. want. Wait. Great. I mean, uh, um, and also we should say uh, that um, you know we'd be talking a little bit about the Mismere trip. Um, this this podcast and obviously you've heard mm. a bit already but i think um you know that's that's a very small group really it's con- a bit compared to our listeners so we will try not to hopefully you won't find it too exclusive if you do find it you're envious and jealous of these people having mm. spent time um sort of yeah. basking in the the glory of <laughs> joe and i well the good news is there may well be an opportunity for a few more of you to do it next year because yes, uh, it's looking very likely that we'll be doing uh, another mid-faith crisis week in uh, 2020 next year in june next year yeah that's right isn't it yeah exactly at lee abbey should we give the yeah. dates out 8th to the 12th of june should we well, do that or not con- well it ha- i don't know if it's been fully confirmed yet has it well i thought it had been oh, okay Anyway. Well, it's it's going to be in June. We think it's going to be in June Listen, next in, year. And... International listeners need to book their flights and holidays already so they can come. So we've got to give the That's dates. That's true. Mm. Yeah, all right. So we'll be heavily plugging that for the next nine months or something. Exactly. I expect to see Shane from Australia there for a start. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, get your act together, Shane. Now, um, uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for uh, supporting us. Thank you for... Um, those who give, that's very yeah. nice of you oh, as well. Oh, isn't that tremendous? Thank you so much. Uh, and that's enough thanks, really, because I'm feeling too sincere now. <laughs> You're all thanked out. I'm all thanked out. Well, you can uh, thank off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, 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 actually, we should talk about those, shouldn't we? So, we should. uh, <laughs> um, one of the guests on the weekend came and uh, she bought us gifts. She did. Uh, and Above were, and beyond what was required. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we have photos of them, so we'll try and get those on the website. But um, they are 
uh, bless off t-shirts with inappropriate bible verses on extremely the front. inappropriate bible verses well i have to say my verse i cannot go out in public wearing that verse i tell <laughs> you, you that can't. <laughs> No, you definitely can't. So yeah, do check those. Will you put? Yeah, Nick can put them on the website. I'll, I'll put a does. picture up. We'll see if we can get a picture. That'd be good. Um, yeah. Yes. So, well, talking of community, why don't we have an email just to sort of oh, roll yeah. us gently into it? Okay. So, um, thank you for the emails that do come in. We really do appreciate. It. And we're not going to do many. We'll just do the one today. And this mm. is from Lisa. And Lisa's a dear friend of the show. And she wrote in recommending the uh, Sky Atlantic series Chernobyl, which interestingly, uh, or Chernobyl, I, I don't say it right, Chernobyl. Anyway, however you say Chernobyl, uh, right. <laughs> I finished watching this <laughs> at the end of the weekend. And right. it, is, it is absolutely an amazing story, incredible story. Anyway, Lisa writes in, and, and this is following our episode on Thin Places, actually. And she says that she was having a, a really hard time some years ago, but uh, ended up visiting Chernobyl. And after visiting the nuclear reactor site, I was surprised how close we were able to get to Reactor 4, now buried in its new containment arch, rent to Pripyat and down to the river. This once thriving river port with cafes and splash pools had been the uh, landlocked community's version of a beach. It is now like the rest of the city returning to nature. It is stunningly beautiful. The radiation in that part of the exclusion zone is a little less and we were allowed to wander a bit more freely than the rest of the city. I walked along what was left of the boardwalk and felt myself begin to cry. Yet these were not tears of sadness or hopelessness. I had already shed many of those. These were tears of overwhelming love. I felt an energy like I'd never experienced before and what I can only describe as a voice in the soft former Soviet wind saying, I am here and I love you. I have not abandoned you. Look and you will see me. Be still and know me. I sat down for a moment and then returned to the group and we piled on the bus and drove back to Kiev and back into the Eurovision bubble, uh, which is where Lisa works. Is the Chernobyl exclusion zone a thin place? I don't know. What I do know is that in that abandoned place where radiation abounds, people's lives were torn apart and a nuclear holocaust was narrowly prevented from damaging the entire continent through the sacrifice of so many. I encountered a presence and an energy that transcended everything I knew in a way that I'd never experienced before, that the divine is here and real and wants to say I love you. And I love that story. Thank you, Lisa, so much, because this is, um, you know, what we sometimes call surprised by by God stories. Mm, mm. Um, and it is just, you know, God, the divine turning up in the most unexpected places in the most unexpected ways sometimes. Mm, and mm. that genuine encounter, which I know, Lisa, is really hard to put into words, but you've, you've done it so well in this email, is, is just, you know, how we do encounter the divine. I did, I did like the opening of the email, which said, it, um, you know, I was having a hard time some years ago. So yeah. I ended up visiting Chernobyl. Yeah, well, I, I may have braced that bit. But yeah. How hard was the time you were having? Yeah. <laughs> if that was a bit of a pick you up. Well, it, it, it was obviously a very hard time. But no, it is a remarkable thing. Yeah. But uh, just thank you. And, you know, I did actually ask people to write in with their mm. stories of thin places and how they'd encountered the divine. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, so do much, keep writing in. We'll gather yeah. those together oh, maybe in the next episode or something. But anyway, um, no, it's a great... And, and I think it ties in really nicely with uh, just a few little reflections on Minsmith because that sense of hearing, um, hearing from God 
and yeah. a sense of um you know the thing the the, the, the almost the beauty yeah. of this sort of not terribly broken place yeah but uh, you know as it returns to nature yeah, I, I I can really sort of resonate with that. In I suppose we were near a nuclear reactor as well, weren't we? We least? were, funnily enough. Yeah, so, so as well just, be just yeah. down the coast. Yeah. Um, but you know that that sense that that sense of being able to hear something from from um, from God as you you are out there as you in nature, I think is very very important. And um, you know, I think that's one of the things we tried to. F- well, it's wrong to say factor in because you can't factor that in. You can't sort of press a button no, and say right well, now it's going to happen. But try to it. give space for it to happen or give the opportunity for it to happen on the um uh, on on the visit so so we we created this uh, a thing um yeah called called bird sheet <laughs> which uh, i still find it funny no one else. it is still funny it's still <laughs> no one else found which, that funny <laughs> well that's really like most of our life isn't it joe <laughs> the things we find funny it's pretty much is. Else yeah um <laughs> true you know, and 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 so there was space in that in in the exercises, you know, there just in terms of sort of being able, being attentive and listening for things. But I think it was generally kind of beyond that, whether or not people did those exercises. There was a sense of listening, um, yeah, to what God was saying, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I know that kind of you found one particular part yeah, quite profound. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I think I mentioned. I mean, it's bizarre because it's something that I do so regularly with varying degrees of god encounter but i mean those of you who know the story you've been listening regularly know it's it's been quite a hard time for, you know for me and my mum and my mum's mobility has got worse and worse and she's been falling over a lot and stumbling so she's gone into a, a care home now and uh, the people are wonderful but the nervous energy and the amount of i think just how worked up i'd got really mm. um just uh and and how tired i'd got uh, just on having the space to do that exercise with the stone and throw it in the sea and say. I'm... So this is an exercise called, uh, which was a sort of letting go exercise, yeah. L- letting go on the beach. Something which you've done a lot in <laughs> yeah. your life, if I'm honest. <laughs> Not that sort of letting go. But no, tell us about it. Well, it's just it's just this very simple exercise where you think about the thing you need to let go of, and it can be you know a, a hurt or a relationship or a, you know a difficult time. It's 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 a grieving process. It's to help a grieving process. So you mm. so you think about that thing and you really sort of feel it, and then you imagine sort of imaginatively putting those feelings into the stone, and then you. You know, you hold the stone, sort of you and Christ together, and then you throw the stone into the sea. And then you turn mm. around and you you move back. And that was powerful for me because it's it's just got me thinking about, well, you know, Richard Raw, who we love, by the way, um, has this quote that all, uh, spirituality, <laughs> all spirituality is about letting go. And I, I'm, mm. I know we've mentioned this before, but I was, I was just thinking about letting go. And... Um, and, you know, watching my mum and the difficulties of settling in a new place. You know, my mum's faced with a stark choice now in terms of her emotional health. Either she moans about everything that's different or wrong and not right and how good things used to be. Yeah. Or she embraces the new life that is there uh, with grace and mm. with a smile. And in credit to her, that's exactly the route she's going down. Maybe it wasn't at first, but she's she's told me time and time again how determined she is to really embrace everything now. And I'm, I'm really proud of her. I think I think it's fantastic. Mm. But, you know, I do a lot of work with men and as well. And grumpy, you know, the grumpiness. 
uh, that so easily so easily settles in and it got me thinking seeing my mum at 93 if you take that back to being 54 <laughs> which is something I do understand and I feel like you know I can't run marathons anymore I can't really run anymore because my ankles are completely knackered probably from running marathons to be fair and I can spend a lot of time moaning and complaining about that in fact when I gather with men my sort of age there is this kind of seep of getting increasingly grumpy and although that sort of sounds fun and grumpy is quite a nice name, it's actually a recipe to be miserable for mm. the rest of your life. Because I think, uh, what do scientists say? Are we at our human peak at 23? Is it 23? Well, I've peaked, but I sort of plateaued, really, if <laughs> yeah. I'm honest. It's an ongoing peak. So really. if you think about that, if that's true, I've been deteriorating yeah. for 30 years already. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> the serious point where this is going is, Life really is about letting go. You know, it's, mm. it's silly to spend your life going, but I can't do this anymore. I can't mm. run. And, you know, I'm not as fit as I was when I'm not as thin as well. I can't eat as much as I used to. I can't, I can't run as far as I used to. You can spend your whole life devoted to thinking about those things. Or you can learn to grieve those things and celebrate what you can do now. Mm. And it seems to me what came into stark contrast, A, through doing that exercise and B, through observing my mum at the moment, is that real choice we have to to either be present to the good stuff that's around us now and all that we can do, or that slide as we get older to wish we could do what we always used to do. Mm. It's like mm. the good old days, isn't it? But, mm. Yeah, do you, uh, here's the thing. Yeah. So the, I remember when I was writing Dark Knight of the Shed, I discovered that the German, the, the German word for serenity is, is Gelassenheit, which means having let go. Yeah. So I just think that's exactly it. That that serenity is about releasing yeah. things. Uh, it's easier said than done, since you know most of us clutch these things to us rather, rather tightly, especially yeah. sort of nostalgia. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's about letting go. But the art the art of it is to to become more and more comfortable with letting go until one day, and I don't want to be morbid here, but one day we we let go of life itself and we die into God. I mean that's that's the that's the journey. Sorry, don't want to be miserable, it's listeners. A but... cheerful episode for <laughs> no, everybody. No, We've it... been to Chernobyl and now we're dying. <laughs> no, but this is the thing we don't talk about death enough. Although we probably do on this podcast. We probably fair. do on this. <laughs> yeah, okay. But but actually, <laughs> I, I certainly want to get to the stage where when I do die, uh, if I have any warning about it, then I'm comfortable dying into mm, god mm. i don't want to be you know spending my life in fear of it and uh, you know i want to in part of being prepared for it by letting go of stuff anyway yeah. that's quite enough on that but that's in part why minsmere was really powerful for me and that exercise was powerful because it Great. connected all these dots for me how about you mm. what was what was well i think uh, yeah i mean interestingly there was a sense of one of the exercises was about detachment in a way uh and about sort of avoiding sort of grumpiness about the things that we carry with us and being okay with the crappy stuff in our lives. Oh, you know, not one. not yeah. sort of yeah. not okay in a kind of I'll oh, bring it on more, but just accepting that's going to be part of you know what we do. And so there was a bit in there about welcoming visitors, which is sort of looking at um, yeah. you know whatever comes, what's the message there for you? This is something I'm really trying to exercise now. It's trying to mm. trying to see things. In see things in conversation, see things in in nature, see things 
mm. you know, my interaction in, in the Bible. So, you, you know, to trying to notice things and be attentive and then saying, what does this mean? You know, I think in, in a way it's saying it's, it's acting a bit, um, I suppose, like any writer or poet or anybody like that does, is we look for symbols. We look for signs. Humans are symbol making creatures we 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 look for patterns and symbols and signs and that's really mm. what i think makes us different so I, I really enjoyed just sort of looking at things and saying what do i take out of that what do i you know what's this mm. visitor trying to teach me and the one that really hit me was watching the marsh harriers over the over yeah. the reeds because um the second day was very windy and uh and just watching those marsh harriers use the wind you know, they don't yeah. battle it. They don't fight it. They don't no, they're flap their wings against yeah. it. They use it. And I wish I could get to that. I, you know, I kind of looked at this and maybe that's a kind of serenity to say, you know, because I spend all my life flapping mm. against the mm. winds of anxiety or yeah, yeah. grumpiness or fear or all these things or, or, you know, perceived misfortune or envy, you know, all these things that buffet me. Mm. It would be nicer if I could ride those thermals, I think. And 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 just sort of let them, you know, just acknowledge their presence, but not be, um, yeah. not be driven back by them. Uh, so you I, know that, I, I that, think that kind of thing. Yeah, there's such wisdom in that, and you've reminded me of probably my favourite poem ever by the Sufi poet Rumi, called "The Guest House." In fact, maybe we could finish the podcast by me reading it. But oh, uh, okay, yeah. Oh, it's just a tremendous thing, but it's about exactly that point that you'd put on the bird sheet, which yeah. was really powerful, actually. Yeah. Although, okay. didn't you encourage us to go and find really nasty things? Well, that was part of it. I think you should do that. I think you should go and maybe not grasp a nettle because that's bad, but you know, things like nettle. This is it. Things like nettles or algae or Midges. insects. Oh yeah, I got bitten. You know, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You think they're unwelcome. Visitors, but everything kind of has its place, I think, and they have an importance. Yeah. The other thing that really struck me was the importance of sky. I always think yeah. that we, we, what we do most of our time is we live without much of a horizon. We're in rooms and we're in mm. cities and towns and, yeah. you know, and that's what I think what you notice when you get out in the countryside, and particularly East Anglia, because it's so mm. flat. Yeah. You get this huge expanse of sky and yeah. it just frees your mind and i Opens think that's one up. of the, i think yeah. there's a physical effect of doing yeah, it and that exactly. suddenly you are you're physically much more in the open and mentally i think you're much more in the open as well so you know yeah uh, those are the things kind of things i took away i'm still thought, thinking so, about it so, really, but so it's a bit good. like two old men that keep repeating themselves we uh we're back to spending time in nature again well, yeah, I mean, I, I've since then I've been to the pub and the coffee shop, so I, mean, I wouldn't want to kind of say that I've rejected the, my other thin places. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, we true. should we should wrap this up. Why don't you yeah. then end with uh, yeah. that poem? That oh, I'd love to. It's it's just so great, and I'm sure many of you will know it. But here goes. This is a guest house uh, by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still, treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. 
Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. <laughs>